Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Great day, Paul great Lawrence day, everyone. Van. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy Podcast. And today we have a financial expert on who is going to share some very valuable information to the entrepreneurs and also small business owners who are out there. So welcome to today's show. And our mantra is wealth is more than just money. But our guest today is Arie Scheinbein, and I want to introduce him to you and then I'll go into his bio. How are you doing today, my friend? Good. I am well. Thanks. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going to read his bio here and share it with you so you can learn even more about him. Arie has worked for numerous Fortune 100 companies and over 20 investment management firms that have aggregately over $1 trillion of assets under management. He has a background on Wall Street that gives him the financial know-how to invest wisely. And he combines this with his consulting background in which he helped start multiple companies from scratch and assisted large businesses with pivots. Of course, we have the pandemic and more to start multiple companies. And he also helps with them to change the major processes involved. And he is one individual who knows how to grow your money and your business successfully and sustainably. And so today we're gonna to be talking about wealth creation for the long haul. So Arie, first of all, let's talk about your name. It's very unique and one in which I want my listeners to learn more about it. To me, it's very powerful. So let's share that. Sure. Um, so the name Arie is a Hebrew name and uh, right. it means a lion in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. So it definitely comes with uh, a fair bit of power. It also yes. tends to um, have some regalness uh, associated with it as well. Ah, fantastic, fantastic. I, I think it's very powerful and something I want people to know about because it also states that you protect people's money like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a true statement. I'm um, I guess as I've gotten older, I've obviously gotten um, a little bit more conservative with some of the investments I make. Um, yeah. And at the same time, the way I think about things is like, I I generally don't actively manage other people's money. I more guide them and, and educate them. But if I ever like lose my own money in something, I am way more okay with it than if I were to have lost someone else's money. Um, so principle number one is right. Like protect the principle, right. Protect the capital. Um, and then number two is kind of grow it. But if you don't protect it, it kind of has a big problem, right? Like if, if your risk reward is out of balance. Um, and so I think, yeah, it definitely kind of speaks to both my, my name and my, my personality as well. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. And let's talk also a little bit while we add it, that you also lead the inside the Alliance den, the podcast. Yes. Now, so I, I listened to a few of your episodes as well. Oh, thank you. So, um, yeah, so inside the lines and 
um, it's, it's funny because most of the time, like if you don't know what my name means, the, the podcast like has a, has a dual meaning, right? Like it, the idea is that you, when you go in, in, in business and any, any, whether you're an employee or you are the business owner or the entrepreneur, right? There's always things you don't know. And most of the time when you get into something, there's, let's say 10 things that you, uh, you know, are challenges ahead. Yes. And you know, you don't necessarily know the, all the answers, but you know, these challenges exist and you're going to have to solve for them or hire to solve for them or whatever it is. Yeah. But on the backside of those 10 are probably 10 more things you didn't even know that you didn't know. And so that to me is like that dark unknown place that's effectively like a lion's den, right? So a lion's den doesn't truly exist, right? The lions live out more in the prairies than they do in the den. Um, but it's like this dark, scary, unknown place. Um, and so at the same time, then the dual meaning is that um, it's kind of like it's my home in the sense because it's Arya the lion. Uh, so it's my den. So so that yeah. is the, the, the concept behind the, the podcast. Yes, we have empowered viewers and listeners to understand the power of your awesome name. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes, fantastic. And one of the things that uh, I would love for you to share is that the fact that we talked, you talked a little bit about it earlier, how you protect people's money. We're talking about uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and you take that money, you invest it, and you grow it so that they can stick to what they do best, which is managing the business. Please share how you go about doing that. Yeah, sure. So um, just for clarification, I generally, I'm not a registered um, investment advisor under the SEC. And so therefore, I don't actually actively manage anyone's money. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is also, I feel like it's very important for people mm -hmm. to have um, an understanding of what's going on with their money. And so one of the the challenges I find in the financial services industry is that everyone is generally selling a solution that fits the person selling it, not necessarily the person who's okay. buying it, right? Like, okay. so I like to be what I call product agnostic. And, and it's a, a phrase I kind of made up in the sense that if you go to someone who's an insurance broker, yes. he's incentivized to sell you insurance. Absolutely. And if you go to someone who is working at Edward Jones or Merrill Lynch or any mm -hmm. of these, you know, asset management firms, they're incentivized to get you to give them their money, give you give them your money and um, have them manage it, whether it's in mutual funds or stocks or whatever it is. Sure. And their incentives are to kind of keep the money there. Mm -hmm. But who's looking out for the, the kind of global picture of you, right? And your wealth. Yes. So um, what I generally want people to do is to first get educated on what is the goal that they're trying to hit, right? So you mentioned it, like wealth is not just about money. Right. Really at the core, right? It's about your time. It's the freedom that people are really after. At the end of the day, the money is what's objectively trying to get you the freedom. Exactly. And so the idea is like, if you want freedom, sure. first and foremost, you actually have to know what that number, like where, where the goal of freedom is. Exactly. It's kind of like you get in the car, you know, pre, you know, now your phone weighs GPS, whatever you want to call it. Like if you, if you, if you were going somewhere, you didn't know where you were going. Mm -hmm. um, or I should say, you knew you wanted to get to the mall, but you didn't know where the mall was, or you're in a state, you don't know. You needed direction. You needed a roadmap. Absolutely. 
But the only way you can get the roadmap is because you put the destination in. You put the fact that you want to get to that mall or the airport or whatever it is. Uh -huh. But if you get in the car and you're like, okay, I don't know where I am. And you're like, okay, I'm going to drive. The GPS or whoever, you know, however you're getting directions is going to be like, okay, where do you want to go? Because you need an end destination or at least a midpoint destination. Exactly. And so financially, in terms of wealth, it's the same thing. If you don't know, like saying, hey, I want more money, like A, first of all, more money can always never be enough, right? You could always want more right. and more and more and more. <laughs> but number For two sure. is like, what are we trying to accomplish? Like where, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to have enough that we can replace our income? Are we trying to have enough for future generations? Are we like, what is the objective goal? Exactly. Then we can create the plan and say, okay, now that we know where we want to go, mm -hmm. okay, how are we going to get there? Let's create the roadmap. Let's look at the investment vehicles. Let's look at the different products, so to speak, that we can use to kind of achieve that wealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Because if you don't have a goal, you don't know what you're looking for and you need clarity surrounding that, those uh, financial goals as well. And uh, you mentioned also a piece of it being generational, some generational yeah. wealth putting that in there as well, because we, we still have to take care of our needs, but we also want to look at that family, taking care of the family as well. Exactly. So I, I think that's really great. So when we look at um, money, for example, uh, what do you think, what is your concept on uh, the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency? I know we don't have a lot of backing from the federal government on that. And a lot of people lose a lot of money, so to speak, uh, virtual money. In their wallet uh what what is your uh, particular position on that so um my i happen to be a big um believer in cryptocurrency in general i believe the future um is very bright for it um yeah. obviously um bitcoin is is the leader ethereum is exactly. probably the number two largest coin then uh -huh. you have coins like bnb solana mm -hmm. cardano um yeah. A lot of up and coming coins. I do believe that if we look at, if you go back 20 years ago, sure. even you know, 20, 25 years ago, if you look at um, the idea that email was going to replace snail mail, yeah. it sounded pretty crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and if you if you look back when Amazon started and they oh. were selling books online, it seemed interesting, but kind of weird. Exactly. Right? Compared to a bookstore. Correct. Exactly. Um, and so when these ideas come out and like, if you think about it, like we used to call it the, we used to call the internet, like the information superhighway, right? Correct. I like that. cyberspace, <laughs> right? Like this place. I had hair, I had hair when they, they, that came out. <laughs> yeah. And so if you think about what's actually happened, like the world has changed a lot in 20 to 25 years. Sure. And if you then actually fast forward to about five years ago, what's evolved in the last five years to today uh -huh. has been pretty insane. Oh, yeah. And if you then go back like one to two years, what's changed, uh -huh. you see the speed at which things have changed is, is dramatic, right? Like the number of people pre-pandemic, how many people, you know, would say they shopped on Amazon? Uh, let's say 50 60 percent of the population in the united states exactly. yes. right but now well, what's the number like 90 percent, 95 percent have, well, have shopped online closer to 200 percent now yeah right so <laughs> everybody everywhere. even even last year in in uh, december of 2020 shopify the company 
um, on their earnings, on their fourth quarter earnings call, they actually said that what they saw happen in 2020 was basically a 10-year acceleration of what they expected. They yeah. We basically jumped to 2030 in their yeah. minds. And the pandemic was the perfect storm, if you will. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So going back to... You know, to the initial question of of cryptocurrency, I believe that we will get there. Um, I don't know the timeline, and I don't necessarily know definitively the use case of every coin. And so the challenge is, there's like so Bitcoin has taken on the gold, right? It's the use uh, storage, you know, storage of value, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's clear that it's not going away. It's clear that governments are accepting it. Sure. We now Definitely have, accepting yeah. It. yeah, yeah. And so I actually tell people in general, like to have one to 10% of their asset allocation into that asset class makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and it may be for certain people, depending on your age, it may be higher than that. But, you know, for one sure. to 10% is, is a reasonable, you know, starting point. Um, then there's a lot of junk coins out there and crap coins where people are just speculating and guessing and, and basically going to a casino, but they're doing it online. Right. Exactly. That's true. Um, but there's going to be use case, like real use case, like DeFi, which is decentralized mm -hmm. finance. Yeah. Um, it sounds scary, but it will likely upend the banking system as we know it. Yeah. And the fact that it doesn't have government involvement is is kind of an interesting thing when you look it at government uh, which you look at government today like i you know yeah. there's probably a lot of things that we could do without right like sure. I, I i look at government today and i say they don't have a you know all this tax stuff like they don't have a revenue problem they actually have a spending problem like if yeah. i were looking at the government as a business i would say well your your business your your revenues are fine your sure. your your expenses uh, on the equation are out of whack right exactly for sure and so having less government, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, I think the decentralization of currency where it doesn't need this middleman, it doesn't need some of these things. Um, it sounds scary. I know, depending on your age, it could be like really, really frightening, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. And so yeah. like, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a backer, you know, like I, I kind of believe and I have, you know, a decent amount of asset allocation there. Oh, fantastic. Thank you for answering that because it's something that's that everyone is talking about. You know, sure. conversations taking place everywhere. And I know a lot of people want to get in it. And some people yeah. are a bit fearful of it. Yeah. You know, they're looking at how to maintain what they have. For sure. And so I, I would say like when because I'll give you a for instance, right? So my my parents, um, you know, are are alive and well. And mm -hmm. I I talk to my dad about all this stuff and I have been getting him more and more into cryptocurrency and okay. moving his asset allocation, you know, to get into that one to 10% range. Sure. And the first challenge with most, you know, people who are a little bit older, especially like retired and like this sounds a little scary is you're used to going to whatever chase for your banking or exactly. Wells Fargo or bank of America and you log on online. And that probably took them, you know, an extra few years to get comfortable with. Right. Absolutely. And then, you know, they, they're at Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade, right? Like, so you now have these um, on-ramps to the securities industry. Sure. Whereas crypto, it's not, the truth of the matter is, it's, it's not super simple. Today, right? Like the, the easy on-ramps are like Coinbase, Kraken, right. 
mm-hmm. um, Binance US. These are the easier on-ramps, but from a user perspective, they're a little bit challenging still. Yeah, more more complicated. Right. Understand, yeah. And and it doesn't integrate with other things. And Mm -hmm. if you want to move the money around, you're not 100% sure. You have this 25-digit wallet and you don't, you know, it kind of goes into literally, you send your money into the ether and you're like, I hope it gets there. And everybody, (laughs) like there's a hundred warnings on the website, right? Like you could lose all your money, you know, like. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. So I think like, if you look at um, some of these platforms that are are mainstream, Mm -hmm. they may be higher expenses from a fee, you know, cost and and some things like that. But as you get comfortable with it, um, you know, if someone's like, hey, how do I start? What should I do? Um, I think if you look into platforms like Coinbase or things like um, BlockFi, depending on your state, there may be some state regulations around some of these things. But ultimately, a lot of these um, sites now have what what are designed perfectly for dollar cost averaging. Just like if we were going to buy the S&P 500 index every month or every week, buy a little bit, you could do the same with Bitcoin or Ethereum. You can dollar cost average and buy fractional pieces of the coin. Exactly, kind of like with stocks. Yes, correct. So I I equate it to a stock or a mutual fund, and you're just like you're going to add to it every week or every month. You just do the same here. Got it. Excellent, excellent. This is a masterclass, everyone, brought to you by REA Shinebine. Thank you. (laughs) Well, let's talk just a little bit, REA, about a business owner, an entrepreneur. How do you help them to... Uh, focus in on the business aspect while you're protecting the wealth for them. Again, I think you mentioned it earlier about having a vision or goal uh, for doing so. Uh, Perhaps if you could provide an example of of how you might go about doing that for our viewers and listeners here. Yeah, sure. So I think the the first thing that I that I help clarify for people is, Mm -hmm. you know, in today's world, we are marketed to every second of, of every day, right? All the time. <laughs> every, every platform or, or whatever we're watching, whatever, there's an ad for something, right? Yeah. Like you can't scroll three minutes on Facebook without seeing six ads, right? right. Um, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you name, name your platform. Television, everything. Yeah, exactly. And so the idea is that a lot of times people are being marketed mm-hmm. to in a way that it, it implies that it is an investment strategy or it is an investment opportunity or it is a way for them to grow wealth. But really what is actually, if you look at the core, Mm -hmm. what it actually is, is you are going to have to trade your time for this money. Yeah, (laughs) Right. Which means that you're going to take the time that you're currently using for your job or business and you now have to reallocate it to this or that, whatever it is. It's kind of like, hey, if if you hear me talk about I fix up homes and now I flip them, yes. it sounds great, but it is not, unless you're going to give me the money, like it's not a income producing opportunity unless you are going to spend the time to search for the home, yes. decide if it's a good price, negotiate yes. the contract, uh-huh. hire the contractors or do it yourself. Rehab, then uh-huh. right, rehab it, and then actually go put it back on the market, and then yeah. do this whole thing again. If you're busy running a dentist practice, a pharmacy, sure. yes. a construction company, or an online business, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to have the time to do these other things? And Good so point. the the first thing that I want people to understand is the distinction between income 
and that is really like job related, sure. like active income uh, versus no. passive income, right? Yes. Uh -huh. And so the way I help them is I educate them on the products, right? I say, okay, these sure. are your opportunities that you can invest in, in a more passive way. Sure. And I say, listen, how much, like, let's first work on that goal, right? So we get the goal and now we're like, okay, what's our path? Yes. They typically, the entrepreneur, mm -hmm. the business owner, they're in the business because they either really love it, they're passionate about it, they want, they're on a mission to help people solve a problem, whatever it may be, right? Sure. Uh -huh. And if I can get them to stay focused on that without having to worry about all the other things, I'm going to educate them on what these other things are and then show them opportunities to say, hey, listen, if you feel comfortable with crypto, if you feel comfortable with stocks, if you feel comfortable with real estate, here are the methods that you can put the money to work okay. in these asset classes without mm -hmm. giving up time from your job. Got it. And, and therefore, like a lot of times the real estate, real estate is a good example where some people don't have access to opportunities sure. or if they have access, they don't have a good idea whether this is a good or a bad opportunity. It sounds like a great opportunity, sure. but the person who's pitching the opportunity is incentivized for it to sound like a great opportunity. For sure. <laughs> and so again, I'm basically playing quarterback for mm -hmm. them or offensive coordinator to call the plays for where they should be going. Exactly. So you you give it based them, on the goal that they yeah, want to hit. Exactly. You're showing them what what are the um, risk reward of that investment. Correct. Yeah. Uh huh. Without an incentive for them to do it or not, right? Like I'm not incentivized whether they get sure. into this op opportunity or that opportunity or buy this business. I want them to be successful and I want them to do well over time. Ah, fantastic. Fantastic. And I know for business owner, that means a lot because as you stated, they're very passionate about what they're doing. And, and so if they can find something on that passive side, that really uh, does the job for them. Right. But they can have not only their business, but also have something in addition to that to enhance it, which is, which is wonderful. So let's talk just a little bit, REA, about uh, contributing to 401k plans. And uh, do most employees uh, find this this is something they should still continue to do, or should they take that 401k and invest it in real estate and other uh, properties and products out there? Sure. So um, it, obviously, the, the the number one answer is it depends, and uh -huh. it, I'll I'll give you the depend what it depends on. So, okay. are you self-employed and you are the owner of the business? Um, or is it, are you self-employed and you are the only employee, right? Like, so it's Got really it. like a solopreneur. Exactly. Are you part of a bigger organization? Mm -hmm. And, um, what is your current tax situation today? Okay. So let, we're going to break down some of the products, meaning okay. the 401k <laughs> items. Yes. Tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of talk through some of them and see the pros and the cons and, and what yeah. have you. Okay. Okay. So if you are an employee and you work for a company, whether big or small, and they give you the opportunity to invest in a 401k, um, typically the 401k is um, standard 401ks are what we call pre-tax dollars, meaning it's a tax deferral vehicle. Yes. So any dollar that I put into it today, mm -hmm. I do not pay taxes on that income. It comes out from my paycheck directly into the, to the opportunity, and I don't pay taxes on it today. I will pay taxes Once when I pull it out at right. 59 and a half, right? Exactly. 
So you can't pull out the money before you're 59 and a half. So this is a standard 401k. Mm -hmm. If your company offers you a match, yeah. okay? So a match means if I say to you, mm -hmm. I will give you for every dollar that you put in up uh -huh. to a certain amount, I will give you 50 cents on your dollar. Sure. So if you put in $6,000, I will give you $3,000. Exactly. That is free money to that mm -hmm. employee, right? Exactly. And that is a 50% return on your money. Yes, that's very good. And so that's pretty impressive. Before you're, you get any return, you start out of the gate with 50%, right? Exactly. And so I would say, okay, definitely try and use the match if you have a match, okay? Uh -huh. If you do not have a match, you now need to look at a few different things, right? So is this a tax deferral? Or is this, there's a, there's another program called the Roth, right? Yes. Uh -huh. So there are 401k Roths as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The difference between the Roth and the traditional is the, the Roth, you pay the taxes um, going in, right? So it's not a tax right. deferred program. You pay taxes up front, but you do not pay taxes on any of the growth ever. Correct. And that's what the current tax laws. Should that change? You know, when you're listening to this 20 years from now, I don't know. <laughs> but, but that is uh, the plan yeah. of the Roth. Uh -huh. And so there's tremendous long-term upside to that, right? You're investing, you know, dollars today. Um, and so if you have that ability, the, the other challenges with 401ks are uh -huh. um, when you're part of a company, mm -hmm. the company decides what investment opportunities are inside this vehicle. Exactly. Right. And so you may be limited to five to 10 different types of funds. Sure. And they may be good. They may not be that great. <laughs> the second you leave that company, you want to roll that over. Right. To the new company. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say, I don't know that I roll it to a new company. I would roll it <laughs> to um, my own. So if you have a traditional um, uh, 401k, it could become now a traditional IRA. Okay. And if it's a 401k, uh, a Roth 401k, you can make it a tr a Roth for uh, IRA. All right, got it. Okay, you can just convert it over. It's very simple. And now, if you convert that over to Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, you will have the ability to invest in all stocks, all mutual funds, all anything. And mm -hmm. you are now in full control. As that may sound scary to some people, it is actually a lot more flexible for you. Absolutely. The other thing is once you take control of it, is that you now can also, if you should desire, uh -huh. you can get a like a self-administered plan. Exactly. So it's not it's not going to be at Fidelity. It's not going to be at Schwab. You have to find other firms like you know solo four hundred one k type of thing. You can check that out. Mm -hmm. And then you can use those platforms. There's a different administrator. They will a lot of times allow you to invest in real estate directly. Exactly. Yes. And so now you have the flexibility and it will have, have all the tax benefits, you know, as well. But as long as it's inside the employer component, you won't have all that flexibility. Mm -hmm. So maxing out, you know, so I think the, the 2020 cap is like nineteen and a half thousand dollars of a contribution okay. on a right. 401k uh -huh. and an, on a, an IRA, which is if you're, you're using your own stuff and you, your employer doesn't offer you a 401k, it's much lower. It's somewhere of the 6,500 or something to that uh -huh. magnitude. Exactly. And um, that, again, depending on what your tax bracket is, it may make sense. Like if you're, if you're paying lower taxes today, it probably makes sense to use a Roth versus um, a traditional. Mm -hmm. 
But throwing all that money in there obviously comes with the challenge of not being able to use it till you're 59 and a half. Exactly. Unless you need it, then you could take it out with a penalty. The benefit of a Roth program, uh, the Roth IRAs, is you can always take out without penalty the amount that you initially contributed every year. And whatever you built on that, that accumulated that. Part. Yeah. So let's say in, in theory, yeah. I put $6,000 into a Roth IRA and yeah. over the next five years, it grows and it becomes $12,000. Right. So yes. I can pull out the initial six, uh-huh. not pay any fines uh-huh. and I'm fine. If I wanted to tap into the other six that was there, then yeah. I would have some penalties. It's going to cost. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the net net of this is, it has its pros, it has its cons. Uh-huh. Understand like the limitations of the vehicles that you're in. Uh-huh. So what can you actually invest in? Yes. And will you need this money before then if you intend to either live off of it or do something else with it? Uh-huh. And what is your tax rate today versus what you think maybe your tax rate potentially looks like in the future? Exactly. Yes, that's excellent. Excellent. And I just think that's a, a great opportunity for people if they happen to have a 401. I also know that, let's say, for example, the federal government, they also have a thrift savings plan, TSP. And so I know a lot of people who have invested in that and then they are concerned about, OK, how do I what do I, I do? I'm going into retirement and they may not be at retirement age that 59 and a half. And so a lot of them, uh, what they're doing, they're pulling some out, putting it in insurance policy, some in real estate, et cetera. Correct. To protect it, at least with the insurance. Yeah. So the insurance, like, um, I assume you're talking about like whole life insurance. Or whole life. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the cash value, whole life type of policy. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's probably like a whole hour discussion in and of itself. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yes. And definitely talk to more than, like, if you are thinking about getting into one of those, definitely speak to more than one person uh, because there's a lot of different strategies around how yeah. to use them. Exactly. Whether you use it as what we would call a cash vault or your own bank, right. or if you want to design it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you want to design it more for a retirement fund, like you're, like mm-hmm. you were alluding to drawing down yeah. in retirement. Yeah. And having a death benefit. Yeah. There. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's tax strategies around it too. So it's definitely a lot more complicated than probably yes. some of the YouTube videos want to make Absolutely. it sound. But, I know. <laughs> um, but again, you know, everyone's looking to, do something, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Now, uh, Aria, uh, when we look at some entrepreneurs, some small business owners, some of them don't know what to do with their money. So how do you help them in that case? Again, we're looking at them having a goal, both short and long term. So how do you help people who don't really know what to do with the money that they're, I mean, uh, they're making and um, generating that revenue? Yes. So, so I think um, once we have that goal, we have a very clear understanding of where we want to get to. And yeah. then I help them reverse engineer uh-uh. the rate of return that sure. they will need to get right. to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. When you figure out what the rate of return is, you now can start to look at what type of risk you're willing to get take to get that rate of return. Exactly. Personal finance is exactly that. It's mm-hmm. personal. Yes. And if I'm willing to invest in a startup mm-hmm. because I want to make 10 or 100x my money, but I know the risk is I could go to zero. For sure. But I'm going to sleep okay with that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make that a good plan for you because exactly. you may not sleep well with that, right? Sure. 
Absolutely. And so you have to start to learn your risk tolerance and know who you are as an investor. Exactly. And once you have that, and you so you have your your rate expected or needed rate of return. Yes. And you have your risk tolerance. Yes. I pair the two to start mm -hmm. to show opportunities that kind of fit in that wheelhouse. Uh -huh. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, you covered a lot of great information today, shared a lot of content rich information, which I know the viewers and listeners are going to, going to really appreciate. So uh, we're at that point where the interview is coming to an end and I'd like to know if you have anything else you'd like to share uh, with the viewers and the listeners at this time, Arie. Uh, no, I think we covered a lot. I mean, obviously we could probably talk for another few hours on this stuff, but, um, you know, I think if you want, you know, more on general business, then the podcast is uh, great in the sense, you know, from that. So inside the lines and podcast, if you are like, Hey, I'm thinking, I really want to figure out how to get to my goal. And I want to figure out like, what are these rate of returns? Um, the, the best place is probably to check out uh, futurefundme.com. Okay. That's really a place where you can start your journey. And yeah. if you're a business owner or someone who is an entrepreneur who's like, no, I've, I'm seeing success, but I need someone to help me more hands-on, then yeah. you can head over to solutionadvisory.com and yeah. you know learn more there. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I think it was just an amazing episode with you, REA, and I'm honored to have you here on this. And I would like to bring you back to talk about some more issues in the future as well. Sounds like a plan. I'd really appreciate that. So thank you very much. And I also know that the viewers will do the same. I want to have all the viewers and the listeners to go out there on Apple Podcasts and rate and review REA's episode here today, which is episode 150. 150 rea i can't wow believe 150 congratulations yeah, 14 months after starting that's 150 episodes that's amazing so i've had some amazing guests on of course including you and it was just uh, awesome having you here on the show today my pleasure thank you so much for having me all right thank you and for all the uh, viewers and listeners thank you so much for being the uh audience for us in, in our podcast community here with wealth academy podcast and don't forget our mantra, wealth is more than just money. And REA shared some of that with us today in terms of what you want to look for, setting your goals, financial goals you have if you're entrepreneurs, uh, some things to look out for. And he can help you. As I have it here uh, on this role here, go to www.solutionadvisory.com and contact REA and he can certainly help you. So thank you all so much and have a great day. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. And Arie, have a great day, my friend, and continued excellence in all that you do. Thank you. You Thanks as well. Thanks for listening to Wealth right, Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, Email Paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.